I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. What do you think about guy and leggings? Do you like do you like the fact that I'm wearing leggings today? Guy who? Guy Fawkes and leggings. Do you like <laughs> Guy Fawkes when he wears um, leggings? It's never <laughs> it's not something I've pictured previously to this conversation. I well oh god, I got a hole in mine. Right, you've got two holes. In yeah, I got two <laughs> holes in my leg. Well I thought I'd wear leggings today because um It's from your, your acidic ball sweat. It's just <laughs> Through your spaniel's ears hanging down your legs. But <laughs> spaniel. Tuck them into your socks. I used to do this. I used to do this thing at school where, I'd, where even though we're in all boys' school, but I thought it was hilarious. I would um, take uh, my penis out of my fly, and I would take my two pockets on the outside, and and I'd take them out so the two pockets on the other side, no, so, the so it looked like an elephant, <laughs> <laughs> and then run into rooms and go. <laughs> That's hilarious. Pretend I was an elephant. Why, why are you not still doing this? You can with the hole in your leggings. Yeah, but I think it'd be a bit weird if I, got no pockets. if I walked into the room this morning and just did that. I think everyone would think I was slightly mad. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and sordid details of our lives. Now, our guest today, I've changed it. Do you like that? I normally yeah. say join. Our guest today is Will Satch. Hi, Will. Hello. Will oh. Satch, MBE, member of the British Empire. Now, yeah. Will Satch, we are going to get into this. Will William Spencer Satch. Yeah, born, dad's name. Born June the 9th, 1989, 29 the years we old. Well, I don't need to mention that. Well, getting older. <laughs> 
I'm look, mate. I I have, I'm 24, so I don't. Oh, for God's sake! I don't, don't show off. No, I'm not 30. And he's <laughs> <laughs> But Will, I'm going to go through before we kick things off. I'm going to go through how. So, um, Will, you're you're a rower, but I'm going to go through all of your medals that you've won because this is pretty freaking impressive. Had a good four years, basically. No, but, uh, bit yeah. of a has been now. No, not at all. This is what's so insane. You have start from the bottom. Do you know what? If you if you put all these medals round your neck and jumped into the water, you'd I'd sink. You yeah, <laughs> it's like, well, you're like an anchor. Mm. Okay, so we got a goal. Start from the bottom, go upwards. Yeah. Okay, so in European Championships, therefore the for the eight. Uh, we have in 2016 a bronze, 2014 a bronze, 2015 a silver in the eight. World Championships, we have the Coxless Four. Coxless. Uh, co- Coxless Four, <laughs> which is uh, bronze in 2017. 2015, we have a gold, 2014 gold, 2013 gold. And then the Olympic Games, 2012, Coxless Pair, bronze. In 2016, Rio de Janeiro the eight gold yeah the big one holy smokes man welcome to the show all right i remember i saw you after you after you got your bronze in london yeah in london yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. i bumped into it well we bumped in we had a few drinks actually yeah where where, where, where Wait, hang on you're an athlete what are you doing you can't uh, drink well it's done you have yeah, another night of, of uh, lawless partying god that's yeah. when you just go <laughs> you basically just go and like drink everything and go to every yeah thing you're you, pretty mental yeah i would go you would go nuts you'd Tear the universe a new one, wouldn't you, Francis? T- tear a new asshole on the, <laughs> on the universe. You should do that every night anyway. Of course What's holding you back? He's just obsessed with assholes. That's, that's, that's why. God. <laughs> tearing them. Obsessed with tearing. You, you, you've got a thing about tearing assholes. I, well, I get something called an anal fissure. Oh, for God's sake. Yeah, have you ever had an anal fissure? No. Not an anal fissure. It's where you. Um, you know when you, you... Didn't you get, like, a coffee enema and they tore your... <laughs> no. What was that? Have you had that? I had a clonic irrigation, what, yeah. What, with Kenko? Pipe not Kenko? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> how, how does that actually work? Oh, here I we go. Know, I, I don't think it's hot. It. Is it? Is it hot? I am intrigued. Yeah, I, I don't remember mine being hot, but they... they so I had a clonic <laughs> irrigation, which is basically where they, they flush out your, your, your body, and I sort of... What they do is you walk into a room... And they put like a cloak on you, so, you're, so you know there's like hospital cloaks, yeah, and your, yeah. your butt is showing. And then you have to lie in the fetal position on on a hospital bed, and you face the wall, and you sort of look over your shoulder, and the the nurse or doctor, whoever yeah. you desire, or whoever wants to do it. Who did you insist? On? I was like a nurse. <laughs> Let the nurse do it. The male nurse. Let the nurse in. <laughs> And I'm ready. <laughs> and Enter me. <laughs> Poor woman. Was it a woman? It was a woman, yeah. Oh, God. And I said, and I was lying on my side, and they bring out what looks like a, um, do you ever remember? A cafetiere. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when Francis finds something so funny, he laughs as up. he's saying it. But you, you know, get quite a strong aeropress and just really punch yeah. it in. <laughs> they do. Well, they do. It looks like a, um. Do you remember like lightsabers? Like a, like a light, it looks like a see-through, like a yeah. lightsaber type thing. And it's it's about probably, what is it? It's like the size of a ruler. Um, wow, what, what size ruler? <laughs> no, like lengthwise, 30 centimeters. And um, that goes all the way up. Though. Yes, a school, <laughs> school ruler. And they lubricate it. And then... What, what do they lubricate? The... 
They lubricate the, the sort of wand. Not the actual. Not the the anus. No. <laughs> they don't do a little. <laughs> they, don't, they don't lubricate the anus. And um, <laughs> straight in. And then they yeah. Then they say you ready? And you sort of say. And I turned to him and I said, God, does a lot of guys do this? Do you not have to relax your stomach? Isn't there yeah. Quite a lot of you have to relax breathing. Your, yeah, yeah. So you sort of. In Wait, did out. you have to like empty your bowels beforehand? I didn't. Which what? is which is obviously a bit of an issue, I think. Which I obviously worked out. And then then you and then they wait so you so you needed a, a I went a in fully loaded <laughs> <laughs> which was a surprise to both of us uh, uh, I, you know, much to the frustration of the male nurse <laughs> trying to angle the way through it all anyway they they, they they sort of put it up and what they do it's it's like they turn on a tap almost and it feels like your whole stomach is filling up with water you're you're yeah. you're Backside is filling up with water, and then they release it. And it it's like it's liters. liters, yeah, it's liters and liters. But also, it sort of goes through this pipe, right, which goes into the thing, and that's where the waste goes. But the pipe is see-through, so you can see everything yeah. coming out. Which I just, why don't they just make it black so you can't see anything through it? Well, so what were you at the night before? Curry. I can't remember. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, the night before I had, I don't really remember what I had, but it was intense. Okay. Yeah. Were they like, well, you definitely didn't clear the. Clear the bowels beforehand. Well, I felt I didn't clear the bowels because as soon as the rod went in, I needed to go to the bathroom. And oh, then, maybe that's just like a normal thing. Though. But then, then they finish it, they take it out, and then very kindly they they wipe your backside for you, so you feel you literally feel like a fetus. You don't need to. Do, all right. <laughs> yeah. You don't wait. Wait. Uh, okay. Fine. <laughs> so I've actually got a bit of a story with that as well. So a friend of mine who was in the eight with me. Uh, I won't mention his name, but who know? We could um, probably guess. There's seven of them. So, one of seven people. I won't mention his name. We uh, we go away on camp and obviously get very bored. And it's a group of guys. And you know, when you're like two weeks in, you're blindfold yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go into that. Um, but we share. We go out of Portugal quite a lot, and it's quite. It could be quite monotonous. Rowing's quite fairly boring as it is. So we go out rowing, do all the mileage, come in, same every day, and he's having a few issues with his stomach. So we ordered in a uh, a colonic irrigation, like the full system. Well, as you do for the as whole age, <laughs> nah, just, just for him. <laughs> and we peer pressured him in, and yeah. um, he did it. And it, he uh, he said it was an experience. I bet you were all like, after you were like, oh, quite jealous. Actually. Well, there's a few sort of crowded around watching <laughs> him do it to make sure he did do it. And he's sort of you know in the fetal position on the floor, rubbing his belly. And what was, he did it in front of all of you? Well, a couple of us, close friends. <laughs> All, all, all seven of you. <laughs> was it a, was it a coffee one or no? I was I was tempted to just pack a load of coffee and sort of halfway through, but I thought that was a bit harsh. Um, oh, it was warm, yeah. warm. Uh, there's a certain is there a certain saline, type of saline, saline. Yeah, there there is a little one. Not that I I just I uh, guess yeah. I guess <laughs> just but, randomly. Yeah. But Will, I you know you are a fantastic rower. You you've owned the eight and all these kind of things. I just want to know how. My brother was rowing. He rode at Henley, and all of us have probably tried rowing at some points, but not to your sort of competitive competitive level. Mm. How tiring is it? The actual race, final, the Rio Olympics. You you want to win gold. You're going for it. You're all eight of you in there. You're sitting there at the beginning. First, I want to know when you're at the beginning of that race. Yeah. You've worked for four years till this moment. Mm. Firstly, what are you feeling at that moment before they release you? Are you quite nervous? Yeah. Um, for at me, the start. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, like at leading up. Like you <laughs> yeah. said, it's it's four years. So if you train, you know, we're doing 200k a week. And you're training for a five minute 13 under race. You're earning 200k a week. <laughs> <laughs> if only. <laughs> Far from that. Um, so it's, it's savage. You know, you're, you're focusing on this. 
you've got one shot and it's every four years and you're training like a madman every day um so you kind of there's a lot of pressure there it's very different for me from london to rio rio i was up on a pedestal we'd won three world championships leading up so mm. i felt the pressure probably a little bit more and i didn't want to let the other guys and kind of know that because it can all get you kind of it's quite claustrophobic coming in mm-hmm. and, and i guess it can be contagious if if, yeah. if, if, if you get a bad um uh you know a bad vibe in the yeah. boat. It, 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 oh, massively. You know, um, really and it, really does that happen? Yeah. If you get a bad vibe, does that kind of sort of start to yeah. ruffle no, feathers? You, you've just got to shoot that down. Yeah. Um, that's that's not happening here, I'm afraid. Yeah. Um, but basically, Rio, you're there to... I wouldn't say you're there to race, you're there to collect. You know, you, you focus so much on this and you put a lot on the side. Family, like, you miss a lot of stuff. Yeah. Relationships break down, like, stuff, you know, it's constant. It's, it, it's no a lifestyle. No social life, anything, right? Well... Some of us, like I like to a little bit. It's my way of sort of switching off, but uh-huh. I do have to keep a lid on it. Um, but then, if I'm honest with you, like crossing the line of Rio, I didn't actually feel anything, which is a really weird concept um, because you build it up in your in your imagination, like what it's going to be like to achieve yeah. your my childhood dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you cross the line, and it was like it just felt like a job was done, and the pressure the pressure valve was released, mm. which was a nice feeling. Really, um, and you feel like did, sorry, did you feel like you had to celebrate? We didn't really feel like celebrating. Yeah, the way it felt, away. well, it felt, it felt really strange. Um, yeah. I know when I'm old and you know I've got grandkids and handing them an Olympic gold medal would be when it's special. Yeah. Uh, but because I'm still in the process now and I'm trying to do it again, you've got to forget about the past and focus on the future. I think that's the only way to attack a new goal. That's yeah. really interesting. So, well, just, so you're when you start when you when something becomes your life, like rowing or because rowing more than I think any other sport is it's like rowing a lifestyle. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like rowing and cycling, isn't it? Yeah. Like the two yeah. things. Yeah just endurance based so it takes up so much time training um, and you, you have to eat like 6,000 calories yeah. a day or something I don't mind that bit yeah <laughs> that's just, quite sweet it's just the monotony of training yeah. can really get to you sometimes but what I find is you're saying that in a weird kind of way because you're doing it day in day out you're living breathing everything rowing hmm. um, it almost it, it is it becomes a job almost that if you if you don't win it's failure uh, but if you do win, it's just another yeah. completed mission. And right? that's the way a lot of the media will see it as well. Like, obviously, you know, Red Graves here have built this dynasty, which is amazing. Mm. Um, but if you win, it's like, well done. Like, that was expected. And if you don't, it's like, why didn't you win? Mm. Uh, which is quite a strange concept. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The thing for me that I love is the camaraderie you build. So the friendships I've built throughout, and it sounds quite cliche, but... Um, they're very, very special. You know, I raced with a guy at London who I raced domestically, and you've probably raced in Francis, um, f- for five years when I was at school, and I was hopeless. You know, I lost every race, but, like, I, I raced him for those five years, and then all of a sudden you're at a home Olympics with your best mate, yeah. you know, racing a final. Um, so that will always be probably my the most special moment. Um, and actually, so, so I should put that in, in context a bit, because we haven't really spoken about that. Yeah. But Will and I are, like, childhood friends. Yeah. We met actually playing rugby. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Is that what you, we've met playing rugby? Maybe? Yeah, I think Dana Henley. Yeah. Um, I think our mothers yeah. were. Yeah, yeah. And you were like, hey, we're, we should be friends. We're ginger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, we're the only two gingers in the team. Yeah. But hey, ginger. <laughs> we should I think there was friends. a third, actually. Uh, Harry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but he, and who I saw, actually, recently. But he oh, was yeah. killed, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> so he's yeah. still alive? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was killed by everyone else. Get out of here. <laughs> there wasn't room for three of us. <laughs> but actually, I remember that. That team that we had at Henley yeah. Rugby Club was like we. I, I seem to remember us just winning everything. Yeah, we did. We 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 won like everything. So you guys have known each other for ages. But and I, then we also rode together at, at uh, Upper Thames. Yeah, you know. You know. But so it's I, a club like opposite. And we um, and we. Rode, so I rode at Henley Rowing Club, uh, and then but also rode at my school. But we used to, our, our, we were in the same year, so we rode. And they're kind other. of similar sized schools as well. Yeah. So it's like that domestic rowing scene, which is. We used to train together. So we used to yeah. train together at. Our schools used to train together occasionally. Hey, hey I was Randy College Boys. Yeah, so, so you probably pumped as well. Yeah, so I was. Yeah, so I was at. We got Will Satch, who was at Shiplake. Uh, Francis at Oratory. All si- so, similar areas. Yeah. But what I find so many. My brother, uh, my brother Roan, he rode at Henley. And he rode the eight. And he still. He says this amazing story. Uh, and he won Henley against some American team in 2010 or something like that, or 2009. And I was there watching him, and he said, there's an amazing story which says, which still to this day like, sends shivers down me. So there, there's a moment, and well, you can correct me if I'm wrong, there's a moment in rowing where you have been rowing for, I don't know how many kilometers it is or how many miles it is you've been going, and there's a moment where your, your Cox, who's the guy at the front of the boat who's, who's basically driving, and also, I suppose, your hype man, in the sense, yeah. the one to keep you going, he keeps you cheering. The off. one you want to punch. Yeah, the yeah. one you want to punch, <laughs> yeah. who, keeps, who doesn't do anything tiring, but keeps yeah. you row, and keeps you in time and everything like that. Um, and there's a moment in a race where the, the Cox normally gives you a signal, says something, and that's when you just burst. That's when you just give yeah. everything you have yeah. in your boat. And my brother says there was a moment in Henley when the American crew were neck and neck, and he was at Eton College crew, and they were neck and neck going to this, and that you know how it sort of goes back and forward against each other, so you don't really know which one's winning. And the Cox to the boat, and it's on a speaker, isn't it, so everyone can hear him in the boat. He turns and goes, right, boys, this is it. They know it. We know it, and there's nothing they can fucking do about it. Now let's go! And they just shot off like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And it was this moment that he was like, "Oh my god!" The whole boat was just like shaking, yeah, ready yeah. to just fire. I, you know, I think it's I, such it sends shivers. Yeah, it's like yeah, a moment. Amazing. It's amazing, yeah. especially like schoolboy level. That's kind of the dream, you know. Yeah. When that stuff like that happens, it's. Um, like I said, it's camaraderie again. Everyone, you're doing it together. You're doing it as a team, and that's what I like about it. I don't want to. I'm, I'm not in the single. You, you've got to 
there's so many variables you've got you know eight other mentalities in the boat including mm. in, and then yourself um, and getting the best out of everyone is is bloody hard yeah it's like um, a line and that's that guy's stars, job yeah. so he's literally like I, he's a jockey you know he's got wit and he's just on you the whole time so the difference is you sort of go it's a very raw and basic sport but it's the same the whole way up um, but you get in the early Olympics and it's, it's, it's basically flat out from where I go mm. so <clears throat> as much as it's like right let's push on you're already there. Um, so that's the thing. When when that when then that moment comes, you're actually already what you feel like over your limits. Yeah. And then and then you have then somehow yeah, somewhere yeah, 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 somewhere yeah, you, you, find get, you find more uh, more 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 but, stamina. Yeah. It's, like, it's like you're pushing yourself. That's what one of the things I loved about rowing is that you you do feel like when in a race scenario you're pushing yourself beyond yeah. your limits it's regularly. actually it's quite masochistic yeah. um, well, and for Francis what does masochistic because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get he, he always afterwards he goes to I just didn't get that bit what so, you, so you, you know sadism yeah right? sadism that's yeah. when you inflict harm on someone else and yeah. you enjoy it oh right. masochistic you know is put on yourself yeah so rowing yeah Francis you know you quite like a bit of that don't you inflicting <laughs> pain on yourself well I love rowing yeah <laughs> But it is because you you do you kind of get a thrill out of that moment, but you're just you're you're putting so much energy into it. Yeah. But but also, when no one grows up wanting to be a cox, do they, or do do they do someone go? You know what? I'm going to grow up and be a cox. Is that what happens? I don't know. I think it's kind of scenario potentially. Like yeah. if you're involved, I know a friend of mine. Um, I think he was at uh, Eton. He he's, he's a lot older, but he he coxed. Sorry, he rode and then he coxed and then he rode again. So like. You know, Eton, obviously, like your brother was there, they were mm. normally quite successful at a junior level. Um, and he got to experience all of that, which is quite uncommon, because normally the Cox is the smaller guy, the little gobby one who can yeah. probably take a bit of, mm. it's not bullying, but, you know. Yeah, but he just takes it, you yeah, know what I mean? a lot of it. But also, can you explain how, because I just want to know, because we've all done those, like, ergos and rowing machines, 500 meter sprints, like, mm. four times in a row, whatever it is. How tiring is the actual race? And I know you've trained for it, you've prepared for it, you're mentally there, the team is there, but... What what is the feeling that goes through? What because I've done running before where I just can't push on any further. How do you get your body to go that extra mile? Um, I was like, for me, I always look at the race as like the easy bit because you've, like I said, you, you turn up to collect. Like you've you've put the miles in. The winter, um, like now, is where you're putting in the hard graft. That's the miserable bit when you you know you're clocking 200k a week. Because also to get grinding. to that level, you have to push yourself up yeah. to it in, in the run up to it. So you've you're, every day you've got to co constantly push yourself to new to new level to new levels. Yeah, it's almost like bit by bit. So when you get there, you're in a mindset that you want to. I mean, I I want to kill. I'm out there and I just like you know you're on the hunt, but you've just got to get amongst it and you're already full of adrenaline you don't need to for me everyone's different but i don't need to fire myself up like you've this is it you know that's your moment and i love racing so as much as the training can be utterly miserable when it comes around i'm in my in my happiest place if you like i'm not happy in the moment because it really hurts but i i'm in that i'm in my good good place when i'm in that race God, see, see, that's that's for me because whenever I used to do athletics or do any sport, the biggest thing for me was my nerves or my 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 fear of how tired I was going to get. I was yeah. like, God, I'm just going to be so knackered; it's going to hurt so much. And that pain that I was preempting was my biggest fear. Yeah. But you you sort of revel in that. You're saying you quite yeah. like that moment of like, right here we go. We're going to accept this. Yeah, and like another forward. another challenge. I like I like being in that. 
pain weirdly but, and harnessing it and using yeah. it to like but people faint you know people faint when they row people yeah. become exhausted I saw an Oxford versus Cambridge rowing um, about four years ago where one of the guys fainted and he couldn't get up yeah I, yeah I don't know about that was he playing up to it oh is that what happens is I don't know I don't know um, I think yeah potentially you do a lot of people when you're tested and you're on the machine you're going through obviously you're trying to beat everyone and that's actually I'll go into it that is the hardest thing of the sport is you're you're training every day <clears throat> you're building up this camaraderie you, you end up like obviously there's some of your best friends yeah. and then all of a sudden you know you get seat race so there's you're, you're being selected for a seat in a boat and it's dog eat dog that's the hard bit you know over there and you know it comes up to like olympic trials final olympic trials and you're everyone wants to get in obviously that's the pinnacle of rowing everyone's trying to go to the olympics um so then you've got to go and you know beat your best beat your best mate to get in that's that's probably the hardest bit and what what is the process so this is the tricky thing because you went to ship lake school which is a boarding school right which isn't <coughs> far from kind of radley where i went yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and you obviously were rowing there and doing things there, but then what is the process? What is that moment where you go, you know what, I'm actually going to continue rowing? Well, it's quite a funny one for me, actually. So I, I was there on a rugby scholarship, and that was, I loved it. I just loved playing. Um, you were a scrum half. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, actually, prop. I was quite a big lad. Were you prop? Yeah, yeah, you were like I was younger. six foot five? Yeah, yeah, yeah but I was, a, I was a big boy. I was oh probably as heavy as I am now when, I was sort of, when we were yeah. playing back in the day. Uh, yeah, uh, um, yeah, playing as you... Ro a bit rotund. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, when you... No, definitely, I think you definitely lost uh, weight at, yeah. uh, when you were like 15, rowing 16. Yeah, rowing, yeah. When you turned up, it must have been like... For Fuck's sake! Look how big that guy is. Like, yeah, but then like in a boat, I was just sinking it, and I was rubbish. I did basically for me. I had five years where I was really unsuccessful, kept getting beaten, and it just gave me fire in my belly. Like it made me want more. Did and I, that's, did, that's the biggest difference between. So going into London, I like I was. We were selected as like the bottom boat. Um, we weren't men. A, we like we weren't on to win. We weren't going to win. Um, were we going to medal? People. It was kind of like go and have a crack, you know. Mm -hmm. And I, I love being the underdog. That's my mm. favourite place to be. Yeah, yeah. Francis is it's that <laughs> life. Yeah, yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> he loves then, it as well. But then all he of a sudden, it. you're up on that pedestal, and that's that's a lot harder. So, like, like I said, the nerves for me, like leading up to Rio, it, it was tough because everyone expected it, and we had you know two guys in there that were re retaining double Olympic champions, mm. and it was kind of like, oh, these guys are going to do it. But in, in reality, it's like it's savage. You know, like, yeah. it's not. It's, it's all not, up it's for grabs. Yeah, yeah, massively. Yeah. But but what? The, but what I want is you. You were quite bad at rowing. You were a bit of a big lad. Then you yeah. <laughs> then you sort of straightened out a little bit. You kind of just got yeah. taller. Yeah. Because what, what, at what point? Do you think uh, I want to be a rower? No. What, at what point do you think you then? Uh, you know what? When was it that you suddenly said, "Okay, this is wh what so I want to do"? I my stepdad is I think worked um, for the RFU and like WAS Academy. So he was he coached us. Yeah, he coached us yeah. back in the day as well, and he runs the WAS Academy now out of Henley College. So he <clears throat> he's very rugby orientated. Um, I love rugby, but I. I'd go out rowing and although I was like useless I, I just found like tranquility within it and it, I used to it used to like calm me down and it, it basically just made me able to then work at school it gave me discipline mm. um, and it's, it's given me an awful lot of opportunity I'm not saying like I was good at rugby I probably wouldn't have made it potentially I would I don't know I was sort of on the England schoolboys pathway um, but it got to a point where like I said it, even at a young like a junior level you, you've got to put so much in to be decent or yeah, even just you good. Yeah, that, that dedication, that commitment. But right? I still wasn't getting anything back from it. 
but I was getting an awful lot of stuff back from it that wasn't results. It was like my schoolwork was better. Um, mm. a, a lifestyle, I was getting fitter, I was losing weight, I felt stronger, I felt better about myself, my mental health was better. Um, there was a guy, Athol Hundemark, who, who went to Abingdon um, and he's now at um, uh, Shrewsbury. Like, I, I got in and he was just quite an aggressive South African character mm -hmm. and he just sorted me out he like told me what I needed was to do was your, this your, your rowing coach first yeah. rowing coach yeah 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 and then I had um, my next rowing coach was uh, Simon Dennis who got a gold in the eight in, in Sydney and he just really inspired me um, mm. and then Shane O'Brien was my tutor at school and he got a gold in um, the Coxless four in Los Angeles he's a Kiwi and he just um, he was a really big sort of father figure to me so although I wasn't getting the results it was kind of like the lifestyle my lifestyle had changed and I felt quite good about myself yeah um, but then stupidly decided to go and carry on even though I wasn't successful but then it, it kind of worked out yeah but there must have been that turning point because you, you must have been like rowing and things like that and doing competitions and everything whatever yeah. it was and there must have been a moment where suddenly it started to click and actually people yeah. started showing attention towards you because yeah. you know you're an Olympic rower right yeah. so there had to be a moment where like when you go into England schoolboys for rugby or you're in the under 18 side suddenly people start to take notice oh, when was that right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like uh, you know we missed the boat on that buddy we oh, could yeah. have, Francis could have been a surfer yeah or I, a rower. I, I yeah. <laughs> I'm not really tall enough. You weren't really tall enough. No. I was rugby. All did we the have? Way. Did, did we? Did, did I? Uh, did we beat you? Uh, yeah. Ever? Yeah. <laughs> did we? Did we beat you? I can't remember. Yeah, did we do that? Did we? I, I did, 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 we do did, that? did we beat you? <laughs> but but um but no no and then and then I think one year um you guys just went off and like you because you had a really big year. Yeah. So I came in and the scholarship changed basically. And you suddenly had all these massive people. The year above me, were, were, you, were, were, you, good. were you a scholar? Were you a sports scholar? Yeah, for rugby. Um, so then, basically, hey, the, same. I was a sports scholar. We're so uh, similar. Right. I remember yeah, that. Yeah. We're similar. Maybe. <laughs> we're just. Hey, are you a sports scholar? No, art scholar. Get out of here. But I, I remember actually. I've, I vividly remember racing you in, in like in the octuple in yeah, uh, in yeah, yeah. At your home stretch. That yeah. that race. You remember. And we were so so close, but then you guys won. I think yeah, you pipped us in the, end. Just got it in the end. But but just we'll, got that one. But we'll, so what that was, was that was that was the changing moment when I'd done France. Yeah, exactly. He's like, <laughs> you were like, day. this is the moment I'm going to take it on. But there we'll, can only be one ginger. Only <laughs> 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 yeah. one ginger in this. But what was that moment? Did someone suddenly come to you and say, "Look, I see you got talent. I see you got this. You're going to be good." What what was that? I I took the ball by the horns a bit. I wasn't. Even when I left school, I so my last year at Ship Lake, I rode out of Leander, um, which is the which is the sort of the notorious kind of like sort of club. But, but everyone it's the, knows it's the like elite rowing club. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's actually got quite an open door policy now, which is great. But at the time, it wasn't, and I was this fat kid, fat ginger kid, in sort of buzzy bee leggings, leggings. Yeah, and, uh, the party. and the all in one, and I was getting beaten by a. A lightweight female scholar. I was hopeless. But then all of a sudden, it, I just sort of got it. I grew an extra inch when I was 20. 
which is quite strange. How the fuck do you do? I don't, I don't know, grow anything. But growing, growing apparently encourages bone growth. You reckon? That's what. Well, I, I remember reading that when I was like sixteen. I was like, growing, oh, I was going to stick. There you stick, go. Stick, Everyone get growing. Uh, <laughs> that's that's exactly the same way that your mum. You know, oh, if you you, you eat no, no, but green were, carrots, you can see in the dark. Some guy went. <laughs> if you grow, your bones grow. No, but if you think about it, because it, it, as you're pulling, you're pulling on your bones, right? Yeah. Long arms. Your long arms. So you get long arms, and then your legs catch up. Quite beautiful. You're quite, quite good. The arms just get really long. Um, <laughs> and there's, there's like, like you said, your, your brother raced a Henley. There's a, a tier system of Henley. So you've got the bottom event. Um, it's called the Thames Cup. And for me, that year was my Olympic final, if you like. I focused for a year to do it, and we ended up winning by. It's like kind of knockout rounds at Henley Regatta, and then we ended up winning. And it, like back then, a lot of people have looked at it as sort of being nothing, but actually, to me, it was a really huge feat. Um, Would you say that was a sort of that turning was that point, was a yeah. big turning point? And and then from then on, I kind of the following year, basically, I just started to take off, and it, it the trajectory just went up, which was which was really nice. But it, but it's amazing that you have that dedication towards a sport, right? And also a sport that. Um, you know, it's an Olympic sport, so notoriously you're not paid the same wage as footballers and things like that. Do you know what I mean? If only. Yeah, if only, right? Um, but that but keeps you, you grounded. Which I think is is so key and so great. But the, the funding for the Olympics isn't quite... But you, you, you're choosing a, a sport you're going down just because of the love and dedication towards it, which I think is is pretty incredible to be that dedicated towards an individual thing. I and think it keeps the, the sport pure. and It's almost the beauty of the sport. Um if we, if everyone started getting sort of, you can see it sort of in rugby now, sort of turning yeah. slightly football culture. It is, and which, um, is, which is not good. I, I, no. And, and At the same time, like, I way. think a lot of the players, they deserve like decent money because they're putting a lot of time in. With rowing, like, we're very lucky. We're like, um, we're supported by the National Lottery. So we get a grant. It's enough to get by. You get 125 million. <laughs> On a Friday, that's insane. Every Friday, <laughs> every Friday, um, you're winning the lottery. But it keeps you, it keeps you humble, and it makes you appreciate the sport. Um, and actually, I've been, I'm saying this now. I'm injured, and I'm not actually doing as much of the training. So I've got a very sort of um, beautiful kind of picture of the sport. Um, but in reality, you know, after Rio, when I'd achieved it, I, did I want to come back? Nah, fuck no. Yeah. Um, were, you, were you thinking about... Oh, yeah, massively. Yeah. Um, I was in quite a long-term relationship. Um, my ex-girlfriend was a, a doctor. You know, things were moving on. I could have mm. could have just, you know, thrown it. And it, I suppose it's like when, when and a lot of girls who, who have, get, have, are pregnant and then give birth, they're like, I'm not doing that again. That was intense. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have my, a lot of women. Yeah, I know. Saying, In my Shut experience, up. ladies, it's exactly the same as rowing. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that. <laughs> but but, it, but, it, but yeah. you know what I mean? It's similar to that moment where once you've finished, you've done it, you've gone through everything, you're like, God, my God, I don't yeah, think I can do that again. That's what a lot of guys did. You know, you, yeah. you achieved that goal. George, for example, the guy I rode at, at London, he, he finished, he got his gold in Rio. He's still every day sort of asking me, like, why are you doing it? Like, what? why are you doing this? So you're like, you've done it. You've achieved yeah. it. I love that. I'm a masculator. Um, what is yeah. it? No. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm a masculator. I basically like putting my hand in the fire and yeah, holding yeah. it in there, which is quite masochist? strange. Yeah, I'm a, ma <laughs> a masochist. I'm a masochist. I'm a masochist. Uh, <laughs> well, we've got to stop there for a moment because we have our very wonderful moment where Francis um, tells us a question. So, Francis, please, let's have the question of the week. We've recently been doing it on a theme of the of our guests, so maybe. Uh, but the thing is, with anyone who rows is generally a rowing nerd. So, yeah. so like, yeah, you got to change it up a bit. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. 
No, are you not? Are we, I thought Maybe we, I'll, I'll, I'll ask you a question about rain because it's. I thought we were going to do a nice one. All right. One. Um, <laughs> but I've because now I've said it's on rowing. Okay, well then let's not do it on rowing. Okay, okay, no, no, okay. It's what, really, okay, what was the first? Don't just no, hey, just don't just. It's his first experience. Give it nicely, Tim. Hold on. Francis. Do it nicely. Yeah, Francis. Okay. Let's have please. Francis, let's have the question of the week. What? Slowly. Yeah, nice. What? Say hi, Will. Hi, Will. Hi. This is the question of the week. This is the question of the week. The question of the week is, what was the first collegiate boat club in America? Harvard. No, Washington, wasn't it? Washington. Harvard. That's your answer? Yeah, Harvard. Will, you said that quite quite quickly. Well, just because the boy's in the boat. Mm? And also, a friend of mine studied there, so that's just in my mind. Washington. Yeah. Well, uh, we will have the answer in part two. Oh, look at that. Oh, well, you have to stay on for part two. That's how we oh, keep yeah. people oh, interested. Oh, look at that, man. I also love that, Well, you you had to wear an Adidas T-shirt day saying Rio de Janeiro. Yeah, just, just got to show it off. Just, just in case, case yeah, yeah. we weren't going to mention <laughs> This was it. the only one that was dry. Okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> Quite a cool T-shirt. Yeah, you're always in the water, baby. Yeah, you know, you right. love to row. Um, right, Well, we also uh, like to read our diary, so I'm going to read you a little bit of my diary. Are you ready? I can't wait. Saturday. I had a very strange, and yes, I'm going to say it, slightly upsetting experience on Saturday night. Oh. Yeah. What happened? Well, about to tell you, aren't I? All right, come on then. It was Saturday. (laughs) So I did what 83% of 30-year-old Londoners like to do, and that is have more than a few drinks. I do find it so funny how our drinking culture has changed. If you went up to an alien and explained drinking to them, they would be baffled. I basically make the decision to drink this liquid that costs around £15 a drink and I drink 10 of them. It makes me behave in a stupid way, make wrong decisions, embarrass myself. Sometimes I don't even remember the night and often throw up because of it. I then wake up the next day with the worst headache, regret my night, then do the whole thing again next weekend. Yeah, what a strange concept. Yeah, it's mental, mate. And do it every weekend. Every weekend, it's it's bizarre. Well, some, uh, actually, I think a large portion of London do it every night yeah it's just crazy <clears throat> but it's the weekend so of course here we go no Olympic gold medalists though I don't think yeah I doing, saw well, mine got a bit out of hand actually, yeah I, so, I, I saw bad. I saw you out at did you string fellows <laughs> <laughs> you were dancing you caught me red handed I caught you dancing in string <laughs> we were dancing together at string <laughs> I was I paid for a dance and Will Satch walked in yeah. but, it, but you're in there too much night, beer so there's a lot of probability <laughs> I was like, take is, her back yeah why is Will Satch giving me a lap dance in string fellows <laughs> if only is that Will Spencer Satch over there giving a lap dance <clears throat> but it's the weekend so of course here we go I was in Soho at a swanking I was in Soho at a swanky drinking bar. Of course you were. Yeah, and I needed the loo. I ran into the bathroom wanting to be as quick as possible because I was worried I would miss out on something magical happening. What has ever happened on a night out that one could never experience again, but we always think we're going to miss out on something? I checked the cubicles and found the cleanest one. I always like to tend the loo. Well, that means like clean it, right? Yeah, I like cleaning it and, and putting it so I get no splashback. Do you disinfect it? I don't disinfect, but no splashback. Was this just a sit-down wee because you were being lazy? Or? <laughs> it's not a sit-down wee. No, he, no, he, he we used to sit down anyway. Yeah. <laughs> sit-down wee? Nothing wrong with he sit-down wee, my friend. Firstly, I don't sit-down wee, everyone. I don't stand you? up. No, I don't. I stand up. Why not? No, wait, try well, it. Okay, fine, you I do. will, Will. <laughs> I will. I'll try it, all right? Good. Stop pushing me. I can see why your teammates <laughs> when you do. feel that they push them. Row! Okay, Will, I'll row! 
Another colonic. <laughs> yeah, do it. Pushing me into it. Do a sit down wee. <laughs> I sat down and began my business. As I did, I heard the door open and two people came in. However, it wasn't boy voices echoing through my door, but female voices. Oh dear. I'd gone into the female bathroom. Oh. To make matters worse, they started to talk about how that bloke from Maiden Chelsea was at the bar. <laughs> it dawned on me they were talking about me. They both laughed, not in an excited way, but in more in a what, what, How did it dawn on you? Were you like, who else could be yeah. here? I, I mean, I am in Soho, so not Chelsea. <laughs> what are the odds of they, another member of the cast being... They both laughed, not in an excited way, but in a much more condescending vibe, and agreed I was much shorter in life before <laughs> laughing hysterically and leaving. It was as if they had seen the funniest thing in their life standing at the bar. Well, they smelt you. Yeah. Oh, they, they didn't know I'd make it. Oh, okay. I didn't say a fucking word. <laughs> I was left not knowing what to do because I was in the girls' bathroom, but also too embarrassed to go back to the bar knowing I was being laughed at. Perfect Saturday night. Wait. So then then what did you do? You didn't, so you just went home? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I just went home and cried. Why didn't you? Went home and wanked and cried. <laughs> <laughs> didn't do that. Did not do I that thought that way. was how you're going to start the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got up this morning. I woke up I wanked in my wank pit, <laughs> and I didn't leave all day. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, Will, we um, have to stop there because that's in the part one. But do not fear, we have part two where we're going to find out so <clears throat> much more about yourself. Oh like apparently, you're not a real ginger. What? Yeah, I don't know. I just made that yeah, up. Good. <laughs> we'll see you in part two. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> <laughs> 